Hey there, you got Jeff. I've got about 15 seconds before my dog barks again, so I'll make this quick. If you're looking to connect with other customer success leaders who are trying to operationalize customer success in their companies, come over to gaingrowretain.com and join now. Welcome to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. All right, we're here with Logan Lyles today, who uh, is a member over at Sweetfish, and Sweetfish help B2B brands produce podcasts. Um, so Logan, I actually have engaged with you a ton on LinkedIn. Uh, a ton of your team members are on LinkedIn. You guys are, are very active in the space. Um, we see Sweetfish everywhere and have heard great things, so I'm excited to dive in today. The first question I wanted to ask you, though, was uh, I think we're, we're about 4.30 on the East Coast. You're probably uh, a little closer towards lunchtime, so what have you eaten today is the starter question. I love that question. Our CEO, James, literally posted on LinkedIn, which maybe uh, maybe you caught that post. Stop opening with the same boring question. I had nothing for breakfast, and then I made up for it with a foot long and a big bag of barbecue chips for lunch, and now I got a big big uh, glass of water sitting next to me, obligatory for podcasting on either side of the mic. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with the uh, I'm with the barbecue chips. My wife hates them. I can't I can't get enough. So yeah, uh, so we we tend to do that in our workshops. So we start with a fun question. Um, what's your first concert? Um, what's your what's the best joke you've heard recently? So I love starting it off uh, in that way too. Um, but Logan, you know, I know from your work and what Sweetfish is doing, you guys love to talk about podcasts. So you know, a natural place for us is we're in B two B SaaS. Uh, would love to hear maybe from your perspective just how many companies are actually producing podcasts these days? And do you see that trend moving up? Do you see it moving down right now? And, and maybe give us some of the reasons behind that as we get started. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on for the last two years, I've been a part of the Sweetfish team heading up sales for our agency. And I also co-host our flagship show. So, you know, it's, it's kind of fun for me because I'm like the spokesperson for the hair club for men, but I'm a member also like that old infomercial used to go. And so uh, it's interesting to me because I'm actively uh, active as a host on our podcast and then talking about podcasts with, with brands. And I get this pushback a lot that, man, it's too late. There's, there's too many podcasts. There's oversaturation. And I've never once heard somebody say, well, everybody has a blog. Everybody has a website. We're not going to do that. Like we're not going to send emails. Everybody sends emails, but yet everybody says that with podcasting. And I think part of it is because it has been trending up into the right, especially over the last two years, it's exploded. However, we've got to put that in context. There are about 800,000 active podcasts on, on, <clears throat> on Apple podcasts, which is the primary directory where most people are listening, right? Sounds like a huge number. Well, all of a sudden, compare that to 35 million YouTube channels, to the ubiquitous number of blogs. All of a sudden, that number feels a lot smaller. Then all of those, a lot of them are not active because 90% of podcasts don't make it past six episodes. Six. So kudos to you guys for getting well beyond that. Dozens and dozens already. <laughs> I think we did, short, I think we did six in the past two weeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You guys, uh, I mean, you guys are, are living proof. That's the other, you know, it's kind of that fear of oversaturation, which hopefully some of those stats dispel that. The other thing I see blocking some B2B brands that haven't gotten there yet is, man, we need to have this long form narrative style. We got to have something different. We got to have this amazing audio experience to have a great podcast. And to us, we've seen two things. When you are very free frequent and consistent, and you focus on the value of the actual content, like your production quality can't suck, but it, it doesn't need to be NPR style, style or even like masters of scale quality to be able to deliver value. And if you do that, one, we're, we're big on, okay, it's, it's got to be volume, all right, that we're, you know, maybe not drinking the Gary V Kool-Aid, but a lot of stuff he says, you, you should be listening to from a marketing perspective. And then the other is, 
uh, our founder wrote a book called Content-Based Networking. We, we go about podcasting in a way that we interview people that we want to have relationship with, strategic referral partners, prospects, existing customers. And so every time we do an interview, it's not just the content coming out of it. It's opening the door to a new relationship or it's deepening an existing one. And so, heck yes, why wouldn't we do a daily show? Like forget this once a month stuff. So I, I think that uh, there, those are a couple of common, like, uh, should we do a podcast that I hear a lot? And, and that's how we look at it. And I know there are others, you guys are a great example of that. And I think we can dive into the, you know, the relationship aspect, especially for folks in CS that are listening to this. I'm constantly talking to marketers, like go talk to your CS team. You guys should be talking about the podcast plans together. Yeah. It, I think the, the interesting thing in the way that I think we will, we've approached it for our business is very similar to what you just outlined, right? Is the uh, content-based networking. But I think we think about that the same way. You know, we, we started our podcast as a way, more of like a creative function, I think for us. Like Jay and I just really liked to hear all these ideas that, and get ideas from different people, hear ourselves, you know, in, in terms of the ideas that we've got going and just find a different medium. But as you just mentioned, I think the interesting part that we've been finding more and more is what are the unique ways that you can engage your current customers? And I think that goes back to your point, right? If you actually look, every single company emails, every single company has a blog, every single company does the same exact webinar, you know, every, and so like to, to us, I think the really interesting question that we've been asking our customer success leaders are, what are the different ways to engage your customers that are going to be unique and actually feel valuable to them? Like I can go, you know, Logan, if you were our customer, I can go ask you to be on our webinar, but you're going to be one of 365 if we produce one every single day and it's not going to feel unique. But if I, if I ask you to come on our podcast and we're doing, you know, two or three episodes a week or however many, it doesn't, you know, it's different. It's something that they're not really being asked to do. And so I think that's too something that we've just noticed along in our customer success work, which is like, how can you just get outside the norm and ask your customers to listen to something that is different and unique and also participate in that too. Uh, it's something that we just don't see often. So how do you, I know you just mentioned, you know, kind of striving your, uh, marketing leaders to go talk to customer success, but what are maybe what are some other ways do you see that customer success should be trying to get involved in helping produce a podcast or even just, you know, thinking about getting the idea off the ground? Like how should they be approaching that maybe inside their organization? Yeah, absolutely. So you touched on two things where marketing and CS can can work together. Your your podcast can generate content that is going to be helpful for prospects and it's going to be helpful for brand awareness for those future customers as Sangram Vajray at Terminus likes to say future customers rather than prospects. But for your existing customers, you're you're talking to their peers, you're creating content that like don't forget to deliver that content to the people that are already paying you that you want to keep paying you and you want to be paying you more. And then the other side is what you talked about, inviting them in and, and going to those key accounts that you already have, or maybe those, those troubled relationships that you have and saying, hey, look, I'm a CS leader. You guys are a valuable customer. Uh, our marketing team has this podcast. They're just starting up or they've had for a while. We'd love to feature you. Like it's not a case study. It's not a testimonial, but we have, and, and this kind of goes back to our recommendation for brands. If you're branding your podcast, don't brand it around yourself or even your service or, or product, right? Like if we had the B2B podcasting podcast, I, I wouldn't be able to interview a lot of marketers that don't have a podcast yet, but our show B2B growth, very similar to the way you guys have named your show. It's like, 
It's crystal clear. That shows for marketers. Okay, this shows for CS leaders. So um, if you have a show that is, uh, that is around that buyer persona, which holds true for your future customers and your existing customers, then it feels valuable to them. We want to feature you on the customer success leader. We want to feature you on B2B growth. We want to feature you on the innovative agency. Those are just a few names of shows that we produce and you can hear that commonality, right? When I ask someone to be a guest, they feel, they don't feel burdened. They feel like, oh, they want to shine the spotlight on me. I'm innovative. I'm a leader. I'm responsible for growth. Um, You know, and and then the other aspect is uh, working with marketing to find out how can we repurpose some of this content from the podcast uh, to bake that into onboarding sequences, to bake that into educational sequences where uh, our customers are coming on and they're not realizing, you know, this thing, or if we could just get them to, uh, to understand this concept of our product or service or, or whatever it is, they would start to think a little bit more the way we think and the way that we can help them. So I, I think there's three, three avenues there that, you know, getting the content in front of them, inviting them in to participate in the podcast, and then using the content as educational uh, pieces, not just for the people who are learning about you, but the people that already know about you, but you're still adding value to them by educating them that much more. It's so, so good. Like a lot of the times we need customers to do things differently when we have them adopt our products. And if you produce content that's not like a CSM telling them to do something or an implementation or an account manager or a salesperson telling them to do something differently, but they hear it from their peers, that's way more powerful than us telling them they have to think differently. So, oh, it's just everything you just said, it resonates so much. So how do you think about, um, so you talked a lot about marketing and um, prospects and that kind of thing. I think a lot of people maybe get podcast, like every marketing activity mixed up with something that's supposed to generate and drive leads. And that's how they justify the cost of doing it, right? Podcasting is a good one. I think events are a good one. Like probably 90% of the stuff that we do to, to grow our community, a normal person would look at and be like, these guys are crazy. Like they don't have any leads to show for this. And that's fine. We're not after leads, but what, can you explain in your terms? Cause you do this every day. Like what is the rationale behind this? And how do you explain this to people who are really focused on lead gen for the dollar spent? Yeah, this is something that Chris Walker has really helped me kind of put put some words to in the way that we've always approached it. And it was something that before I was a member of the Sweetfish team, I could just see in the way that James, the our founder and CEO, approached marketing and approached building a brand. And Chris talked about, he did an episode with James on our show, B2B Growth, about the difference between demand generation or demand gen and lead gen. And I was like, I hear a lot of marketers use those interchangeably. Like, aren't they the same thing? And the way he explained it is like, what, especially a lot of SaaS companies, how do they define a lead? I have their email and they have a pulse, right? And is that really a lead? You know, we talk all about sales and marketing misalignment and what is the, the common gripe? I don't have enough leads or the quality of the leads suck. That's what marketing teams are hearing, right? But when you focus on demand generation and you think about it in, in this way, how can I educate and add so much value to our future customers and our existing customers that they want what we have or they want more of it, right? Talking to CS, right? We want, we want to upsell, cross-sell, we want to expand, those sorts of things. The same thing is true. And demand generation is just that, creating more demand so that, you know, it it doesn't matter that your podcast is ungated and people aren't directly, oh, I signed up for that. Now you got my email. Now you're going to get me on a demo call. But if you're actually delivering value with ungated content, then people are like, you know what? I like, I like what those guys are doing. It, what do they do? They Google your brand. So there's some ways to track it. Look at, as, is your branded search going up, right? There, but it's not the direct way 
you know, I heard Gaetano Donardi talking on Chris Walker's podcast the other day. It was like his CEO came in and said, how come the blog's not producing leads? And he was like, when was the last time you read a blog post and then bought something? And he's like, uh, yeah, never, right. right. But when I had that need, I was like, oh, I read some content from that sales tech company. It was Gong or it was, uh, you know, it was G2 or, or whatever. And what'd you do? You Googled them and then you looked at their reviews and it, but people aren't patient enough to look to, to kind of deal with that muddiness. We, we think that everything can be measured in marketing, yeah. but, and sometimes it can't, or, or sometimes we're measuring the wrong things we talk about that all the time. It's like, is measurement actually taking over common sense in business? And that's across <laughs> marketing. It's across customer success and sales and everything. I mean, and look, I mean, we need measurements. We need to operationalize. I mean, that's what we do is we help customers operationalize with their, our clients operationalize what they're doing for their customers. But at some point there has to be like an intuition. And, but I, I like what you said about those proxy metrics. Cause I think we've been looking at similar things. And it's good. A lot of this is just like really good to hear you say, because we're trying to figure this out. We don't, we don't know. We're not marketers. I mean, Jeff's got a digital marketing background, but like, that's not what we would, either one of us would consider our, like our, our day-to-day, like, yeah. I don't know. Let's well, I, I think it's actually serving you guys pretty well because how did you guys <laughs> pop on my radar? Our CEO was like, Hey, I connected with Jay on LinkedIn and he's sharing some good content. Right. And then, yeah. you know, we're not necessarily an ideal customer for you guys, but Jeff and I got on the phone and we're like, holy cow, we can support each other's content. There might be some ways we could work together. Totally. Officially. There could be, you know, all sorts of collaboration. This podcast came out of it, right? And so who's measuring that? Is Jay's content leading to new partners coming on, <laughs> on the podcast, right? Uh, but, and I think the fact that you guys haven't, you know, been trained marketers coming up from 2008, 2009, when marketing automation tech vendors gave us the fill out a form, you get the email, you get to go outbound to them. And that's the way everybody's doing it even though things have changed and the way that people actually buy is really different than that. And so you're just approaching it as like, what, what's actually going to map to the results, even if I can't measure it along the way and I can have a little bit of patience. Now there are marketing teams that are responsible for numbers of leads and those sorts of things. And they don't have a ton of control. So I definitely have empathy for that, but we, we've got to recognize it for what it is. And I think you guys uh, have been seeing some success because you're kind of coloring outside of those lines of what is expected and, and how marketing is measured these days. Yeah. You, you just hit on a hot button for me, which is gated content. It seems like, it seems like in 2020, like there's almost zero excuse for gated content at this point. I'm sure there's a, if anybody's in marketing and listening to this podcast, we're probably hitting unsubscribe right now. But like, it seems like you get so much more uh, mileage out of content that is open and, and free and available. Like when I, uh, a wall, a gate now, I just, I go away. I don't, I don't even, I don't even take, I don't, I don't enter my email address because I know what's going to happen next. I'm just going to get, I'm going to get into the outreach sequence and they'll never hear, I'll never hear the end of it. Well, that, and I think that gets back to two, one of the points, Logan, that I think is just big about what you're talking about, which is the, the fact around like, you have to be producing valuable content and it should be, if it's all geared towards the same thing, right? If we're all geared towards the, the customer at the end of the day, then like the content that we use in the marketing funnel at the very high, you know, high at the top of funnel is like the same thing that we should be talking about even after they become a customer. It's just the way we present it is different. Maybe the way the content is chopped differently, but like, that's just the thing I think that I see people missing a lot. And the reason why I think, you know, one that we thought this would be a really valuable podcast for our customer success leaders is that we've, we've tried to get a lot of our clients to think about how customer success really sits around the product, right? Like the product is the thing that everybody buys into, but 
just because they bought into the product, like we need to be thinking about other aspects that sit around the product. How is the team? What are the processes? Um, what are all the other assets? What are best practices? What's the industry say? What are all these other things? And so that's where I think customer success and this idea of marketing and even podcasting comes in. Cause it's like customer success could be adding so much value to like, Hey, do we have a podcast that a customer success manager can come on and talk about best practices of our product or what we're seeing in the industry, the trends that we're seeing. And then like that gets Brand. back to our customer. Yeah. It, it, so it builds on top of each other. And I think it's just a, an aspect that is um, largely missed right now from what we see. And, and that's why I thought just to your point too, like it has to be valuable content and it's geared towards your customers. Yeah. I mean, if you don't believe that your content is actually valuable, then you're going to put a gate there, right? Uh, if, if you actually believe in it, you're like, this is going to be so valuable that people are going to come back in. And, and it's either a lack of trust in that, or it's a lack of actual meat on the bone with, with the content. You know, just to like paint a real clear picture, this is going to be very like specific to our instance, but I think it'll drive that point home of how CS can get involved with marketing on what content they should create with the podcast, how they could involve customers. So you talked about like there's the product and then there's best practices all around it. We're not a SaaS company, but we're a recurring revenue subscription-based business model that operates like a SaaS company, but our service, we produce podcasts. But then outside of that, we help our customers create LinkedIn content, video content from their podcast and distribute it on LinkedIn. And, you know, part of my job in the sales process is telling our, our marketing team like, hey, the podcast is going to help you generate more content on LinkedIn, which is an important social channel right now. Okay, great that we can educate future customers on that. But then once they're in the door, we had some trouble with them adopting the best practices that we recommend on LinkedIn, posting through personal profiles, using engagement groups, not putting links in the post, those sorts of things. And so what, what did we do? I took one of our customers that was following our best practices and said, hey, Ethan, come be on our podcast. Talk about how you've actually leveraged our recommendations and the things that we help you do on LinkedIn and what kind of results it's driven. Back to Jay's point earlier, now I can share that one episode. I, I don't even... You know, it, it wasn't so much creating that episode for future customers. It was like, I want to send this to our 60 customers and say, hey, if you're not doing what Ethan's doing, you're probably not getting as much value out of our service as you could be getting. And back to Jay's point, then they hear it from a peer, not from a CSM or an account manager or a CS person. So uh, just a real tactical example of what that might look like. Where, where's an area where your customers are, are not adopting or they're not following your best advice? And where can you find a champion in your current customer set? come on your podcast, come on your LinkedIn live series, like facilitate that with marketing and then ask for that content back and figure out a way to disseminate that to your, your existing base. Yeah, that's so good. What, um, I know, you know, we're, we're uh, going to be respectful of your time and, and want to get to maybe just one last question and then uh, make sure, you know, people can find you and, and Sweetfish. But, you know, as you start thinking about how your team, I think you mentioned earlier uh, before we recorded, right? You, you guys have thought about how you guys are evangelists for Sweetfish and how you're going and bringing your different perspectives into a channel like LinkedIn and kind of providing your own twist. So how do you, how did you guys get started in that? Like, is there anything that tangible advice that you can give some of our customer success leaders as they start maybe thinking about building kind of a personal profile and a personal brand that is attached to uh, maybe their industry or their company or, you know, what they're doing? Like, how did you guys just even just take that first step to maybe get over the hurdle of like, oh, once I press post on LinkedIn, you know, like my friends are going to make fun of me or once I post on LinkedIn, like, is this really that good or do I have anything valuable to say? Yeah. So there's a, there's a couple of things there. I, I want to speak to the why real quick and, and then answer your question about the how. And we created a 10 part framework on our thought leadership program, which is really where we're setting up our five evangelists and equipping them to, to share on social, especially LinkedIn. So I'll, I'll get into that in a second, but first the, the why 
CS leaders, one, if you are getting involved in your brand's podcast or you're going out there and getting involved and being a guest on the customer experience podcast and other CS related podcasts, you're, 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 create, you're getting really three benefits out of one activity. One, you're building your personal brand and that might be selfish, right? That might be for your next career move, but like do it. Uh, two, you are you're getting exposure for your company, right? I've heard of companies that I've looked up and I heard them and it wasn't the marketing leader or the sales leader on the podcast, but I was like, hey, what they do is kind of cool. I should check that out or I should share that with our HR leader or I should share that with our marketing lead or something like that. And then uh, uh, number three is, you know, LinkedIn has grown well beyond a recruiting platform, but it's still an area where people find jobs, not necessarily by responding to ads, but like, hey, I've seen this CS leader all over LinkedIn. I, I really want to grow in my career and I'd really like to work for them. So creating content is going to help you build your brand. It's going to get exposure for the company and it could be a recruiting tool. And I think that's true whether you're in CS, marketing, sales, or product because you, you, you're sharing the company values perspective as well as yours as a leader. So I think there's three reasons why you should be creating content, being a guest on a podcast, getting involved with your company's podcast, even if you're outside of marketing and you're in CS. And then the how, uh, what we've done here at Sweetfish is we built a 10-part framework for our thought leadership program. We identified five evangelists. Now, we sell to B2B marketers. I head up sales. Our founder and CEO um, is one of the other evangelists. And then our other three, Dan Sanchez, who's our internal marketing lead, um, Bill Reed, our COO, and then Kelsey Reed, our creative director. Now, guess what? All five of those people are not B2B marketers, right? And uh, so what we've done is we've taken from some of our pillar pieces of content. We produce a daily podcast for B2B marketers. We do a monthly Q&A on B2B podcasting. Um, we do a monthly mastermind call with our customers on, on different topics. So those sorts of regular repeatable series, we have a system to turn those into different pieces of content, a short LinkedIn post, a micro video. And even if one of those five people that I mentioned, myself included, wasn't the one who contributed to that content or was being featured or hosting that interview, we're creating content for that person to share through their personal profile. So, you know, it's kind of a new take on that employee advocacy program, right? The old school way, hey, we're going to post on the company page and then everybody go share it, right? It just doesn't work well on platforms like LinkedIn. But if you if you take that same methodology and you just tweak it a little bit, it's the way, the way people are engaging on LinkedIn, the way the algorithm works, um, you, you as a CS leader could say, hey, marketing, can you create an audiogram or a quick video or like three lines out of this episode that on the podcast that I can share personally, then you can, you might not go all in with an evangelist program like we have at Sweetfish, but you could take some of those things um, and, and add value to marketing and, and kind of get in the door. And now, you know, you got that marketing leader's ear, hey, we should highlight this customer on the podcast and uh, the conversations kind of go from there. So that would be my advice on, on the why as well as some of the how. That's awesome, man. Um, all right. So like Jeff said, we'll, we'll wrap it up here, but just assuming that, so, most of the companies that we work with, CS, CS teams are not involved at all with marketing, or very little with marketing. Probably, probably you could almost guarantee they don't have access or they're not doing a podcast, right? So if this is something that people are interested in, like what is the one tip that you would tell them to go, like if they just want to break the seal and get started tomorrow, like what, what would you tell them to do? I mean, they could literally go to their, go to their current customers create a working title for a show. You don't even have to call it a podcast. You could just say, hey, we're doing a series of interviews and we're calling it X, right? The, the, um, the, the CFO or the, 
the fiscal financial leader, the, you know, um, crafting culture is a show we've done for HR. Like just, just give it a name, give the interview series a name and then build a list of a hundred customers and say, Hey, we'd love to interview you on this series up for it. Literally like a two to three sentence email, nothing explaining. Is it a podcast? Is it a YouTube channel? We want you to contribute to a blog. People feel hear that. And they're like, wait, I have to write something. No, just say, Hey, we want to spend 20 minutes interviewing you for this series. See how many people say yes. And if 50 out of the 100 say yes, you can go to marketing and say, hey, we're going to start conducting these interviews. You guys should think about using this for the podcast, or maybe we should launch a podcast and we should start with interviews with our current customers. And literally, if they say yes, and even before you go to marketing, hop on Zoom, use your plugged in Apple, not, not the AirPods, but use the plugged in uh, Apple uh, headphones with the cord because they have the best audio quality and record a 20 minute conversation. What's your day like? What's your, comp what's your functional role? What are you guys struggling with right now? What are you really proud of? Ask some basic questions. Let them talk about their day-to-day. Because -day. that's what marketing wants. They want content that relates they would to love customers day-to-day, -day, right? They're, they'll freaking they would love, love it. it. And you don't have to... You know, you don't have to have cover art for a podcast and it'd be live in all the different directories. You can do that. I mean, then eventually you could use you know, a team like ours to turn that into an official podcast and, and get it out there a lot of different ways. But you don't need a full team like ours. Like we're so passionate about you should have an interview based podcast, whether you work with us, you do it yourself or, you know, you cobble together a few contractors or whatever the case is. But don't overcomplicate it. Like you have Zoom, you have some sort of noise canceling headset or earbuds with a microphone. It's just framing it the right way. We're doing a series. It's all about X persona. We'd love to feature you and then make it all about them. And you will, you will create great content. If nothing else, if marketing says, no, we're not going to use that. How dare you guys go start something without us? You've learned a lot about your customers that then you can equip the rest of your CS team with, with knowledge, with content that maybe you're just using internally and sharing with other customers, even if it's not out there and marketing approved and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, if I were yeah, a CS leader, awesome. that's what I'd be doing right now. That's awesome. I, I don't know of any marketing leader who isn't scratching for content somewhere. So I can't imagine for all those listening to this, I can't imagine that your marketing team wouldn't be overjoyed. Most of the marketing teams that I've worked with, they, they want more from their CS teams than they're getting. So that's great advice, man. Um, cool. All right, let's wrap it up. So why don't you give a plug for your podcast real quick so everybody knows how to get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find our podcast on any platform that you listen. Just search B2B growth. We may be the first option that comes up if you search B2B or B2B marketing. So B2B growth, we're a daily show, sometimes multiple times per day. Uh, we're mainly marketing focused, but we have some sales, culture, even CS and, and expansion. We're all about growth specifically for B2B organizations. So anybody listening, uh, subscribe, give us a listen, uh, refer us to your counterpart in marketing. We would love, uh, we would would love 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 to uh have you as part of the the listeners of b2b growth awesome that's perfect thanks a lot logan we appreciate the time today and we'll uh we'll hear you uh, again soon thanks so much for having me guys this has been a blast hey guys thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the gain grow retain podcast if you liked what you heard please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe we really appreciate it talk to you soon